When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to the Metal in Me podcast. I saw the whole uh, band and everyone. We did a really cool special show last night as I'm preparing to head to the airport and head on my West Coast tour where I'm hitting San Jose Improv Friday and Saturday. Sunday, I'm in San Francisco, Cobbs. Monday, I'm to San Diego. Tuesday, I'm off, but we'll be doing a lot of press. Wednesday, I'm in Irvine, California. That's an improv. And because I'm working on this whole new hour, which is crushing, crushing. What a great time I had at Kansas City and St. Louis. They were such good shows, such a good time. And I ended in Oxnard, which I never heard of. Oxnard, California, which I guess is near L.A., And then my wife and family are gonna meet me and we head to Maui. Well, we go to a friend's house for a couple nights. Uh, Yes, our friend has a a, a great home in Maui. So we'll be there Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, fly back to Seattle, where I'll be doing shows Friday and Saturday in Seattle. And that'll end my whole uh, West Coast run with a lot more dates coming. I have North Carolina on the way. You know, the music thing I've been doing, trying forever, and I hold, it's got to be years that I've been trying to figure this out. And even even Luby Doo would tell you, who puts all the bells and whistles in this and many other shows on Sirius XM. Yes. DJ Lou. Well, last night I played this room called The Cutting Room, New York City. It's a, it's a great room. Chappelle, when he hosted SNL, I think he worked out there six, seven straight nights. It's, it's a great place to work things out. It's a really nice setup, great sound system for music and comedy and theater. And this whole thing, when I started this project, all I wanted was I need someone from the Rock of Ages show to see what I'm doing. Because they'll get exactly what my vision is. This whole one man show, music, comedy, storytelling. And and I wanna take you on a journey, almost like my book, where you're laughing so hard 
then you're inspired and then you're in tears. You're sobbing because it's so relatable and we've all been through what I'm telling you about. And then the unexplained, a deeper heart, a deeper spiritual element that lies in us all. We may hide from it. We all may pretend it doesn't exist, but there's something inside of all of us that's that exists that we just cannot explain. And you know, everyone calls it something different. Someone, and that's where religions come in and they say, well, it's this and that and that. And, and, and that's, that's fine as long as it doesn't cause violence and it doesn't cause hatred and judgment and all that. that that's the only part of faith that's a hypocrisy if you, well, it's mine and not yours. And if it's, well, you don't personally know that until it's over. You just don't know. And from the last time I checked, when you pass away, no one's really came back to say, hey man, you ain't gonna believe what's going on. It's nutso. I hope you have ice skates because it's all frozen and everyone's ice skating. I just, I, I didn't see that as heaven in the afterworld, but that's what it is. It's one big skating rink. So, that's all I wanted. I've been trying to do, the first team that I sat with, I, I said a million times, hey man, I just, give me the people Rock of Ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a stage show. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. Well, no, I really need a theatrical. Yeah, okay, no, yeah, we get it. All right, then, then I would tell this person, like, yeah, I want to help you. With well, yeah, I, I really, it's got to be a visual. Yeah, no, no, we get it, we get it. And at the end of the day, people don't understand your vision and it's not their fault. You just have to, you have to always, whatever your vision, whatever your goal is, especially if you're different from the beaten path, only you know what's going on in your head. Only you can see what you see in your head. And I gotta say, um, I've been trying to figure this out for so long. Music came out, was it disappointing? Yes, because I feel like I have a great product. I'm very proud of the product, and I still think it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And I still feel with a great story and putting it together as a one-man show, which is something I've been toying with for years as well, it's all coming together. And we did a couple of shows in January at this little rinky-dink bar called Bernie's, which is right here in Chester, New Jersey, which I'll be doing more of. And we would work it out. We would go out there and work out stories. I'd work out um, comedy, drama, deep, deep, deep stories that have happened unexplained and each would lead into a, a song. And I thought those shows were really successful. We would pack the house out. And when I say pack, we're talking 90 people and it's hot and sweaty in the 30 below weather. It's, it's, uh, it, but it, it was a great venue. So we did some Chicago shows and in my head, I kept seeing more and more and more. This has got to be this theatrical one man show, the garage, the music. I got it. Da, da, da. So. I have this manager that I work with. I have this guy that, that um, there's a couple guys all circling around. And uh, I said, man, 
He said, can I get you anything for, for this uh, cutting room show? I want to be dead honest with you. Get me a producer, one of the real producers from Rock of Ages. So that, because they'll get it. They'll get what I'm trying to do. So, you know, I'll, I, I know them. You do? And I tell them the whole thing. A lot of people, you may not know this. If you saw Rock of Ages, which I loved, I was offered the original host. You know, the guy, that, the, the funny guy that hosts the whole thing? I was offered that for the Broadway show. They said, man, we want you to play this. You have to sing two songs. But to be quite honest with you, I couldn't afford it. I could not afford what they were offering. And I just had this whole huge tour set up. I was starting stand-up all over again. I came out with the DVD, Let's Clear the Air. I had a lot of gigs lined up. And what they were, and nothing against them, but it made me, it made me realize and respect Broadway actors and actresses and off-Broadway to a whole new level. Because they really put their life and soul into a project with such hard work and they don't get paid a lot of money. And they do a lot of work. We're talking every single night, two shows on a Friday, two shows on a Saturday. I just did seven shows in four days and my, my vocal cords are wiped out. I'm, I'm exhausted and I can't wait for this um, run that I start literally tomorrow in San Jose, California, but I'm gonna be wiped out by the time it's over. Wiped out. I think I'm doing, I don't know, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, probably about 16 shows in 10 days. And that, that's what these Broadway people do. That's mind-boggling to me. That, that's, that's respect. That's hard work. That's art right there. That's busting your chops. Last night, the fish that I really wanted to show up and see the show showed up and saw the show. And whether anything happens from here, that's another story. But stage one, it just takes so long to put these things together. You would think it's so much easier. It's not. People have lives, they're working on other projects, they have contract obligations. I just wanted someone in that world to see what I was trying to put together. And last night, I wasn't nervous, but me and the guys and Allie and the girls have not done a show since May and we haven't rehearsed and we haven't seen each other. So, but I'm that confident in their playing and I'm that confident in what they're capable of. And man, did they, man, did they show up last night. And I let them know, hey, listen, this one's gonna be in the audience. And this is what we've been waiting for from day one. This is, this is what my true, true goal was. Here it is. This is the beast. And the coolest feeling in the world was when I was done, this particular person um, waited till the show was over and said, Jim, uh, unbelievable. It's, it's deep, it's spirit, it's honest. So funny, and it's beautiful, and this reaches everybody. And that, that is something I know. 
And that is something I can't wait. I honestly can't wait for you to see this. To me, the greatest moment, we were in, we were in Bernie's. And there's, you know, a couple bar hags. This older couple, there are a couple of young guys that are really into half-baked and they had their tie-dye shirts. And you had very conservative PTA moms. Every single person, from the young kids, the stoners, to the conservatives, to the elderly, to the drunks, to the people that can't stand this music, every single one of them took time on a Wednesday night in the middle of winter to, to wait to come up and go, I didn't know what to expect, but that was, that was, that was like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Where are you doing this? So we knew we had something. And last night was the same exact thing. My wife couldn't wait. As soon as I was done with the show, my wife was waiting. She said, Jim, there was this old couple. He turned down his hearing aid when we were playing the music but he would laugh so hard at your stories. And then the, 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 when you got in the deeper stuff, he started crying. He took out his hanky and he started crying. You, she was, I, I'm, I'm speechless. And for my wife to say that, that is huge. Absolutely huge. Um, and that's, that's what I'm going for. And I couldn't have done it any better. And I'm blown away. We, we improved. I mean, I had... I know what songs I was going to do, and I knew stories I was going to do, but I, I wasn't sure of how I would go f segue from one to the other. I wasn't sure how I'd segue from this story leading into this song, or this song leading into that story. It might get too heavy with them, but again, like my neighbor was there, and she came with her with with her boyfriend. And it was place was packed too. I didn't know, I didn't know the place. I didn't even check to see if tickets were sold, but it was sold out, packed, and nobody knew what they were getting. To me, that was what I wanted. I just said an evening with Jim Brewer, because if I say I, I learn now, if I go, hey, we're we're coming out with the band, no one's buying tickets. They're confused. They don't know what they're getting. They're scared. They don't want any part of it, and I don't blame them. I, I get it. I get it. If Sebastian Maniscalco said, yeah, me and the band, you're going to go, whoa, 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 what? what's going on? I want to see Sebastian, the comedian. I don't want to see, yeah, Bill Bird, lead singer. He's not paying for it. So I get it. So I had to say an evening with Jim Brewer. And that opened up the door for me to go, okay, here's a very funny story and a stand-up comedy side. But here's a story that's going to blow your mind and make you think about heavier things. And I may even make you cry here. And that, that is something that's more relatable, more touching, more heartfelt. And, and that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps life going. I, so yeah, I'm still a little bit of a high from last night. Now... Now the big key is, where does it go from here? Is this person serious? Are they going to make a move? Or are they going to do something? Now we left off going, let's sit down. I have ideas. I said, I have ideas too. She went, I'm extremely excited about this. And she said, the fact that you got so spiritual and honest, thank you. Nobody does that. Thank you. I've seen a million shows. 
You know what was really cool? There's no disrespect to anyone else out there. The owners of the, of the cutting room, I didn't even make it to my dressing room. When I came off the stage, this was cool. Came off the stage, they both like stopped me. I'm dripping wet sweat. I want to just get, you just want to get to your room. And she, she pulled, they pulled me into like this little area where it's coffee. Like, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. What? And I didn't know what they were going to say. I thought you were going to say something happened to my wife or something, something happened. I didn't know about it. They said, we've seen a million shows here. We watched Dave Chappelle work out every single night. We've had, we've had Fleetwood Mac here. We had storytelling. This is the greatest show we've ever seen. And the guy was like, dude, I'm not even, I have the brilliance. I'm blown out of my mind what I just saw. Blown out of my mind. That is, that's an awesome feeling coming from people like that. It's, to me, that's right up there when I made Lorne Michaels laugh. When I, when I was re doing a table read and the first time I did Joe Pesci and I saw Lorne Michaels just Busted out laughing. One of the greatest feelings I've ever had in my life. To watch Howard Stern put his face up towards the ceiling because he's laughing so hard. And I turn and Robin Quivers is laughing just hard. Those are the greatest feelings in the world for me because they've seen the A-list. They've seen everything. They're the best of the best. You can't get higher than them. And when they, I'm not saying the cutting room people are that level, but these are people that seen everybody. I'm looking in the pictures. I see Johnny Cash with June Carter. I see Buddy Hackett. I see Dave Chappelle. I see the, the greatest entertainers in the world. So Sting, the greatest entertainers in the world. These people have seen. They couldn't wait to tell me how freaking awesome this was. And it was one of the greatest things they ever said. The guy said to me, he's like, top five in history. I said, five? You know, it was a cool thing too. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was totally inspired when I saw Billy Crystal's 700 Sundays. That was, I will never forget that show. That's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And I, and, and I got to meet him and I got to interview him and I I said, are you doing anything else with that? Are you gonna tour it? Are you gonna? That was the greatest show I've ever seen. He would do impressions, he was doing storytelling, he did, and I, as I watched him do that, I sat in the audience and I went, that is what I wanna do. That is what I'm capable of. We come from the same, same area. We come from the same like people. That New York, Borough, Long Island, Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Staten Island, homes on top of each other. It was Billy Crystal, 700 Sundays is an absolute masterpiece. And I'm, I'm so blessed that I got to see that thing. So blessed. But I'd be a liar if I said that thing didn't inspire me to do what I'm doing right now. So thank you, Billy Crystal. You know, that's the second thing that Billy Crystal's inspired me to do. When I, um, when I first started doing stand-up, Eddie, Eddie Murphy was the god. He was huge. 
I loved Eddie Murphy. I still love Eddie Murphy, and I'm I'm kind of bummed I've never met him. I just want to shake his hand, and I'm sure he's heard it a million times. I just want to shake his hand and say thank you for all your fight, for all your work, for everything you've ever accomplished, and for everything you put out there. It is, you, you, we've never met, but you inspired my life. And I also want to give him a hug for his brother because his brother was a beautiful person. Charlie was a beautiful, beautiful man. So funny. One of the... Charlie Murphy made me laugh so hard. He was an absolute brilliant storyteller. And I, and I talked with Charlie a whole lot in... Um, we were in Australia together. And we were, we were on a festival. And he was selling out everywhere because of the Chappelle show. And t- people loved seeing Charlie and when Charlie would tell the stories I swear to you I talked to him multiple multiple times I may even emailed him I said Charlie you have to do a one-man show you have to do a one-man show it's freaking brilliant you include the career of your of Eddie your brother a little bit but you make it about you while this is going on this is what was going on in your life. I mean, he had everything. That guy had deep tragedy in his life. He was, he was raw. He was real. He was street. He was inspiring. He was really funny. And I didn't even know him like everyone else knew him. I, I really... Charlie was a great guy. Great, great guy. Uh, matter of fact, we did a show, and Lou will remember, we used to do a thing called dysfunctional family poker. And so we'd sit around and we'd try to see who has more dysfunctional stories. And Charlie Murphy came on and he told that story, Lou, where him and his brother used to tease. He used to tease someone coming home from school and it ended with like the guy with a machete and all. You remember that? Her uncle, who had just got out of prison, was coming up the block. This is before the little BMX bike came out. He was on a kid's bike. This grown man was on a kid's bike doing like 25 miles an hour. (laughs) With platforms on, right? His legs was moving like pistons. He was coming back. (laughs) And he had a giant butcher knife in his hand. As he he speeds up, he takes the knife and swipes it at me. And I jump out the way, and he jumps off the bike and tackles my brother to the ground. Right, and I wanted to help my brother. I looked over there, and my brother looked at me. We made eye contact, and his eyes said, "Help!" Right, and at that moment, my will to live kicked in. <laughs> so, so my eyes said back to him, "Someone's got to tell mommy what happened." And I seen the guy raising the knife to stab my brother to kill him, and I ran home and left. Him. That's my story. Wow. Well, obviously, your brother, he holds that against me to this very day. It was unbelievable. It was a dysfunctional family poker. It was awesome. So, yeah, Billy Crystal used to do, he, he was doing stand-up a lot. He had the Saturday Night Live thing going. Uh, you look marvelous. But he used to do this um, professional, he used to make fun of professional midget wrestlers. And he would imitate it. It has to be on YouTube. I, I don't have the... 
I'm not gonna look it up right now, but it has to be in YouTube. Billy Crystal doing the midget wrestler. And he came out doing that. I laughed so freaking hard. And I would imitate the midget wrestler everywhere I went. Everywhere I went, I would imitate the midget wrestler. And um, when I went on stage, and I don't know if he did as a midget wrestler, I don't, or midget tossing. He used to do it as midget tossing. That's what it was. He would talk about, if you heard, you know, midget tossing, and he, he would do this little midget, and then I turned into a, um, I, t I stole it. I, I technically I stole it. I took it and I tried to make it do. I was my open mic days, and when I was open micing, I was very, I was able to be very physical, and I would do midget walk, which Billy Crystal did, but I would do it as a midget wrestler. And I would do the midget wrestlers being introduced. And it would just, it would tear the house down. But I knew how to get rid of it because it was Billy Crystal's. But long story short, you know, I'm going to have to watch more Billy Crystal stuff. Because I, I, I think I love everything he's done. And he's, he's not one of those guys where you, where you, I don't want him forgotten. He's one of those guys where he's got a, a brilliant career. Brilliant career if you go back to Saturday Night Live and stand up and his movies his one man show absolutely brilliant I'm a huge Billy Crystal fan but he's one of those silent big stars do you know what I mean he's not in the magazines all the time and on top but he's one of those guys when you look at him you go oh my god this guy's one of the greatest of all time of all time, but he's never included in here's the greatest comics of all time, and he should. He's absolutely should. I know he doesn't need it, but all right, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I just, I need to give props where they're due. And Billy Crystal's 700 Sundays, and I guess what I'm coming down to, I don't know if I said this previously, one of the people after the show came up to me. And a gentleman looked like a businessman, and he said, "You know what your show, you know what your show remind me of? Seven Hundred Sundays by Billy Crystal. Have you seen it?" I went, "Oh my God, this is the greatest show I ever seen." He goes, "What you did tonight, it, it was, it was, it remind me of Billy, but in a different way. You know, clearly your life is different and your stories are different and all that jazz." But, and I said, well, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what inspired me. It's exactly how I saw, he, he inspired me to do this. The way Eddie Murphy inspired me to really go into stand-up. I loved Richard Pryor and George Collin and Steve Martin. It was Eddie Murphy that made me really go into stand-up. Billy Crystal really made me want to do a one-man show. So the end of the day, once again, thank you, Billy. Now, hopefully, this becomes something. I don't know. Hopefully, the big score. Now, I'm going on tour. When I come back from tour, I'm going to sit down with this producer and director and see um, how serious they are. They were very serious last night, and hopefully, they'll be more serious and really want to go into this. And if we go into it, I'll keep you informed. And I'll tell you what, it'd be such an honor. It'd be such an honor for me to have, like, let's say it makes it to a, an opening night somewhere. It'd be an honor 
to have to give tickets to listeners to be able to the fact that you can listen to this thing from ground zero and listen to my emotions and how it built and 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 where it landed to that that's the whole reason of talking anyway i like taking you on a journey you know as things go good for me i don't know i got a call from a friend who's working on the Kevin James show the Kevin can wait and I'm, i can't talk details and all that but hopefully hopefully i'll be on a couple more episodes of that i love i love Kevin James and what he's about and what he brings to the table and now is he funny he's got deep morals he's a deep family guy he's everything that i stand for fight for and respect and It's amazing. One month you're like, "God, oh, there's death and horror." And this month like, "Hey, I may have a Broadway show." Isn't this amazing? I want you all to come. <laughs> that's life though. That is life. You know, what are you going to do? That's the that's the cool part of life. So, I'll see you out there on the road. If you ever on the road, come up to me and tell me you listen to the podcast and which episode you heard or what you resonate with and yeah, I I like that. It means a lot to me. Just like reading emails here and there. I'll read some more next week. Keep the emails coming, officialjimbrewer.com or the metalandme.com. It means a lot. We're all connected one way or another, whether you realize it or not. We are all connected. And you know, it drives me nuts that people go, "Well, I'm not talented as you are." Yes, you are. And whatever you do, there's talent in all different levels. Lou who edits and produces the show is one of the most talented human beings I've ever met in my life. And I mean that, Lou. You are tremendous. Is he a rock star and make billions of dollars? No. But he's extremely talented. Oh no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll keep you guys in tuned uh, next week. I'll be in California. Like I said, I had to San Jose, San Francisco, San Diego, Irvine, Bakersfield, Oxnard, and Seattle. And I hope to see you all out there somewhere. Until then, keep doing what you're doing. Enjoy life. Don't watch the news. What a waste. What a waste. Stop watching the news. Enjoy life. Enjoy what you got right in front of you. And seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening. It means more to me than you realize. Hope you have a good one.
time, another day, another life, another way. Play the game, it's win or lose, it's right or wrong. So you better choose what life's been.